Can I get a year? Hey, hey, good people. Welcome to another episode of Nick's Chatter the day after. It felt like it's been so long since we've been back. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I already see some hundreds going through the chats. You know the vibes. Cedric, my good guy, how you feeling? What's up, man? What's up? Peace to the room. Happy Saturday. I was about to say happy Friday. Happy Saturday. Um, much love to y'all. Looking forward to the show. Missed y'all, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, same. Yeah, uh, again, we want to give uh, an, uh, some apologies just to make, you know, so folks know. Listen, this week has been nuts for a lot of people, man. Um, this week was, uh, I, I can speak for myself personally, uh, I had a lot going on. I have a lot going on. Um, I got an album dropping. Uh, I got a movie dropping. Uh, you know, some personal things. And also, you know, just end of the year stuff for me is always crazy. It's my birthday week also, you know. So it's a lot going on for me personally. So we're doing our best to try to give you all the same quality of show you all are used to. At the same time, you know, we don't want to give half-ass shows, so. Thank y'all for understanding why we didn't do last game's show. Um, said, how you good, man? You, you, I know you had the oral surgery pause. You, you feeling better? Yo, um, yeah, I'm all right, man. It was yo the dude. Yo, I'm gonna say this just just so y'all could get a, a quick pause moment. The dude was just bugging in my mouth like it was crazy. Like you know what? what? <laughs> yo, he was he was wilding. Excuse me. <laughs> he was wild, yo. It was absurd, yo. In the middle, in the middle of it going down, everything I'm saying is is, is, is very oh, poor. Um, you, I don't know if y'all ever seen this movie, but there's a horror film called The Dentist. And when this dude first came in, he's like, "Look, man, I want you to relax." He's like, "I don't hurt people," and I'm like, "I right. like, I mean, I, I don't think you do, like, whatever." But yo, when he got with the tools and started going to hand, yo, and then he was like, "I think I need to drill." I was like, "Yo, what is going on here?" <laughs> what was what, why would, this whole when he started stitching up? You know what I'm saying? Because basically, I had a I had a tooth that that broke, but it wasn't like you know you have a tooth and it's like a oh, a wild decayed tooth or something like that. So that's just easy. No, this was like a good tooth. I, it just you know what I'm saying. I had bit into something and, it, and a piece of it broke. So he's you know taking his tooth out, and my God, was this man trying to? kill me a little bit he's like he's like no pressure no pressure meanwhile he's banging my teeth my other teeth with the tool when he was stitching me up he stuck me in the lip with the pin like it was nuts that that should isn't that that has to be like a, illegal or or just not right there's no way he should be able to stick you in the lip mid that's great i'm sorry that happened to you man Wow, well, then then I didn't eat, right? I didn't eat before because I was I was rushing to get there early so that I could get back to the show. So uh, I didn't eat, and the next thing you know, they're like, "Yo, you could just you only can have uh 
cold, soft things. I was like, I didn't eat anything. Like, what, what am I supposed to do for, for the rest of the day? So it was, it was, it, yo, shout out to all the love. You know what I mean? It was, it wasn't nothing super crazy, but I do appreciate everybody who's hitting me. Like, yo, you all right? Like, what's good? But yeah, dude was bugging in my mouth. Pause. I just don't want you to ever say that sentence again in my life. In, your, in my life, your life, or our there life. There was a point. There was a point where he said, what did he say? He said, um, like, open wide or something like that. And I was like, yo, bro, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not used to this position of you jamming things in my mouth. Wow. All right. We're going to start the show. Welcome, good people. Uh, happy Saturday. I hope you all are doing well. Hope you all are taking care of yourselves. I uh, hope you had an amazing week. I had I had probably one of the best weeks of my life this week. Um, and I'll get to that probably in my final thoughts. But I had an amazing week, and I hope you all did as well. Um, also, like, there's a lot of people right now with COVID and, you know, flu-like symptoms and different things like that. So I hope you all are taking care of yourselves, and I hope your family is healthy. I hope you're healthy as well. Um, let's jump into it, man, because I don't want to hear any more about uh, Cedric's story about the lip and the thing it's bad uh not my type of not my type of stories that i'm into all right last night new york knicks went down to charlotte played against those hornets undermanned hornets but we play who's in front of us played against the hornets got out of there with a 121 102 victory where do I start? I feel like it's been so long since I talked Knicks because I just have tried my best to not talk Knicks on the timeline outside of there being a game or KCBA. Um, because, it, yeah, I, the timeline for me personally has become a shit show that I'd much rather not partake in um, because I never... The thing about me, I'm not a social media person like that. I force myself really to be on social media. So I'm not going to add on extra crap to my life to just be a part i'd much rather just take a step back and i advise you all to do that as well if the timeline has become a lot for you if it's become too much disconnect log out delete the app there's so many things you can do trust me it is great for your mental health it does wonders so i've done i'm not i don't need i don't have you know social media doesn't overcome me to i have to delete but I've just not been on the timeline like that because I that never was my mo. So I haven't talked much Knicks. Um, so I'm gonna try to give some thoughts on all that I haven't given my thoughts on, if that's okay with you all. Um, so Cam Reddish is out of the rotation, and so is Derrick Rose. So for me, Derrick Rose being out of the t- rotation, it it had to happen. Um, to give context, you know, Derrick Rose has been my favorite player since I was a child. So to have him here for two stints was was like a dream come true. And I am also I understand that Derrick Rose did not fit on this team anymore. I didn't think he had the mechanics that was needed for him for it to make sense of why he was in the rotation. You know, he's lost his step, his uh playmaking ability hasn't really he's he's really like a um a shot maker shot making point guard and i think we have younger legs better shot makers we have enough to say okay derrick rose doesn't deserve those minutes right as you can much give those minutes to the quicks the deuces right there's people on this team that deserve those minutes so i 
wish the best for Derrick Rose. I really wanted it to work, but father time does not miss, and it will catch up to your ass. And it's just at a certain age, you can't do the things you were you used to do. And, you know, I always say I root for the front of the jersey, not the back. That's just who I am. I'm not a part of any hives. I don't – I'm not going – you're not really – if y'all think about it, you've never truly heard me cape for a specific player. I might have done it for an episode or two, but there's no one that I'm sitting here like, yo, this person is the best of the best, and he deserves it. And this, I'm not that. I think what's best for the team is what's best for the team, and that's – Whatever helps us win on each given game, that's what I'm down for, right? Like, And I think this team is a situational team. I think this team rotations should go as on a, on a game-by-game basis. I don't think anybody on this team is that great for us to say, this person deserves this amount of minutes every game, no matter what. I think we should be playing who's in front of us. We should match up with who's in front of us. And that's how it should work for this specific team, in my opinion, my humble opinion. The only person I would say to me is a a sure shot should get a certain amount of minutes is, is probably Jalen Brunson. Outside of Jalen, I think if, if you, you play who's in front of you. You play based on matchups. That's my personal opinion. So Derrick Rose did not deserve to be in this rotation any longer. As far as Cam Reddish, (sighs) Cam Reddish has been an enigma, man. Like, it's been so heartbreaking and joyous and all of these different things in one season. It's it's crazy. He's he's such a dynamic player. I think still he he has the opportunity to be the best player on his team. He has the mechanics to be the best player on his team. And I think injuries has really set him back. I think this coach not really ever caring for him as much has really set him back. I think what he can do defensively and his moments on the offense when he looks really good, he looks really good. I I, I just don't understand why there is not room for this guy to be on his team or to be a part of a rotation, especially when Obi Toppin might be out for a little bit, right? Like, I, I just don't understand it. I, I get it that he's had some really bad games, but I feel so does almost everyone else on the team has had really bad games. I think what he does on the off, on the defensive side of the ball was needed. We, like, we technically don't have a backup small forward playing right now. Like, <laughs> like it's it's really, like, you know, I, I, did, I did enjoy Hartenstein and, and Jericho's minutes um, last night together. And at the same time, I just think there's room for Cam to, to shine. But honestly, I'm not going to complain. We're on a three-game winning streak. You know, we've looked really good at points. You know, I was watching the third quarter of last night's game thinking, like, this is a this, – this team, this third quarter team is really, really fun to watch. Right? Like, R.J. Barrett would look amazing in the third quarter. You know, the defense, that's for me, it's like the defense has looked phenomenal. Like, Deuce being inserted into that rotation next to Q, you know, QG, next to Quentin, next to Quick. Just like the defense has been on a string. And like, yo, they've worked, it, like, our team defense has, has been immaculate. I'm sure the numbers can attest to that. Like, we've looked really, really good defensively. And I think when you play defense that well, you're going to win a lot of games. 
especially against the teams you're supposed to beat. And an issue that we were having was that we weren't beating the teams we were supposed to beat, right? We weren't looking like this at home. We weren't – like, we when you play defense like how we've been playing for the last three games, I don't see us losing in the Garden unless it's against a championship-caliber team because the defense has been immaculate, and I love that. So, yes, I would love to see Cam Reddish play basketball. I would. At the same time, I just want to win games, man. I just I think winning games is going to do wonders for the development of these players. I think, you know, getting into some type of playing scenario will it, it's going it's going to really support these players in playing meaningful minutes and meaningful games. And if that just means that Cam has to go for like for a, you know an expiring, it's just going to have to happen because it just hasn't worked here for Cam and this front office and this fucking dumbass coach we have he does not he just doesn't like cam's leash has been like a, a a dog leash bro like a baby leash he it's it's you know one or two if he plays one or two bad games it's over for him and it's like at this point it just seems like this dumbass front office is not getting rid of this dumbass coach so it is what it is unfortunately like i just don't see I, like, I'm, I'm very clear that Cam Reddish is going to go on another team and go off. Given opportunity, given minutes, a clean slate, a clean slate he's going to go off. And we're going to regret it. It's going to be one of those situations. I don't think it's us because I don't know a lot of people who have been against Cam, like, in, like, in, like, a real way. I think most of us have wanted to see Cam work on his team. The front office, this is, I think this is going to be a fire, fireball experience. It's a, this is going to be a, a fireball offense. I, I think it's, it, it is, and I can't wait for it to happen. But at the meantime, in between time, we're winning, and I'll take that. R.J. Barrett looked really good last night. There were moments where he just looked awful on defense, but it seemed like, you know, granted, yes, we're playing against the Hornets G League team, and, you know, those players are, like, in, like, developmental hell over there because they just – they're just not good. I think Steve Clifford is doing the best he can with that with, with his new opportunity, but that team just sucks, man. Like the the Hornets, they're just they got too many low motor guys out there. Like at once, I was like watching PJ Washington and Plum. I'm just like, where is the mo- where are they getting the energy from? Like Ubre did the best he could, but like that team's energy was just so low and just too many cool for school guys over there. It's like. It was it was weird to watch them. Like Terry Rozier looked super miscast and misplaced on that team. It just was weird. So I love that RJ took advantage of that and used that as not a game to get back in in into like the RJ Barrett that people grew to love. Like twenty six points, seven rebounds, four assists, an efficient game, fifty percent from the field. I think you know defense wise for RJ, I just gotta see he keeps getting beat on like. First steps, back screens. It's just like, golly, when did RJ Barry get this bad at defense, bro? Like, I just feel like it was this season where he was really like talking up being a being this two way player, and I'm just like, what the what? Where did the defense go? Like, I, it's it's been looking awful. But if RJ could be efficient on the offensive side, if he doesn't force the issue, I'm all for it. Shout out to RJ, good game yesterday. Um, Julius Randle. Um, you got to talk about him. 
um, it's funny when we didn't do KCBA last game. Mora was like, "Oh, I'm actually okay with that because I don't want to hear, uh, our, you know, I don't want to hear Julius Randle gets props." Says something like that. I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but and then he does this again, and he has another excellent game, <laughs> like 33.7 rebounds, two assists. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and this is a question I want to hear from the co-hosts when they start coming up. Like, is this Julius Randle now? Like, is he back to being – I don't think this is bubble Randle. I don't think we'll ever get that. But is Julia, Julius Randle, like, a decent player? Like, I, at some point, we have to – like, if we're going to say there are people who have been going in on R.J. Barrett like myself saying he's mid, he's this, he's that, because it's been a good enough sample size to say that. All right, so if we're going to say that, then there's been a good enough sample size for Julius Randle to say he's good. So, like, I really want to hear from the co-hosts when they come up here, like, what do we think about Julius Randle? Is he just, is he good? Does he work for this team? I think his fucking, uh, his value right now is through the fucking roof. And if there's any time to trade this man, it's now. And I don't want him on his team, so I'll, I'm I'm all for that. And at the same time, we got to give props what props is due. He's been playing amazing basketball. So, you know, 33 points is not something to, you know, sneeze at. 33 points in any league is, like, there are people who, who you know, given the opportunities they don't look like this right so we got to have that we got to have that conversation i'm not sure what the timeline's been saying about randall i'm sure it's been quiet um what it was what we thinking y'all like what we thinking um you know brunson with another you know uh just mid game he he, he tried it out there and I, the thing i love about brunson is that even when he plays horrible, like I believe, like from my from my thought process, like if I can remember, like when he's played what we would consider like mid average or even a bad game, like we haven't looked bad, right? Like we haven't looked super awful. I believe we only lost one of the games that he's looked bad this season, like and one I believe the other two or three. Like Jalen is those type of players where his his faulty games, his games that are not what we expect of him are not going to, like, overcome the team. It's not going to rub off on the team because he doesn't do necessarily boneheaded plays. Yeah, he might over-fucking-dribble. or But to me, it's like that's what we signed him for, to get to the shots. And he's been, like, even the last night, like, he was getting good. He was getting to his spots. Like, most of the sh misses he had, they were his shots. He just missed. It was just one of those nights, you know? So, like, you know, I think, I don't think this is going to be something that we see as like the the norm for Jalen, but I do need him to get his shit. I need him to figure his shit out because um, we need him. But when we win by twenty points, uh, thankfully it's against a bad team, I'm, it, so I'm not stressing it. Um, I really love Quentin Grimes out there. I think he's our starting shooting guard. He needs to be our starting shooting guard for the rest of his career. I think what he does on the defensive end, how he how he pushes the tempo. His just what he can do on the offense. I think he has really one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen in basketball. Like his jump shot is should be fucking studied and researched how beautiful it is. Like his defense is out of this fucking world. Like between him and Deuce, like I don't know if y'all have been seeing the little clips going around of like just Deuce and Quentin Grimes in like a 
one or two play like montage like what they do out there is next level on the defensive end and so much so that like i don't care that deuce is so fucking awful on the offensive side like he can't run past like anyone but what he does on the defensive side and defense wins games what he does on that defensive side is elite and next level so i'm so glad they are both in the rotation i think deuce is here to stay Let's keep that shit going because not too many teams are going to be able to score on us when you got Deuce and Quentin out there, man in the ship on the defensive side. I I need Hartenstein and Jericho. If that's what we're going to be seeing for the next few weeks, I need them to figure that shit out. It looked okay at times. There were also times it looked awful. I like it because it allows Hartenstein to really get it, you know, be a part of the offense and not just being letting the offense like happen to him because now he has space jericho gets to do his thing he gets to do his thing i need them to figure that out but for me i really liked watching that game at times it was awfully boring and that's why it's been hard to really like be as engaged with this team because it looks boring but i love that third quarter i loved what we saw tom Thibodeau is a fucking idiot for putting the team back in there yeah we were up 20 yeah we've lost these leads but dude you you can't keep fucking putting in the starters with three minutes left it's fucking dumb but uh shout out to the next good win set us on you <laughs> I was running through the six. I don't think RJ's ever got a record, yo. I don't think RJ has ever got a record. Had to give RJ some love after after putting up a stinker. <laughs> he has to putting up a stinker and then going to the club. Whose party was that? A boogie with the hoodie. Somebody said I can't remember. Somebody said he's going off. They said he was coming back and he was going off. But I was like, I don't know. But he was out there getting busy last night. And listen, man, let the uh well, I don't know how that phrase goes anymore. What is it? Let the let the respect be as loud as the disrespect goes, whatever it is, whatever. So so show that man some love, you know what I mean? Um respect to respect to, to Rowan. And uh yeah, well, man, y'all might not remember. Annie Kamosi, here comes the hot stepper. Yo, that's for Julius Randle, man. I know you hate him. I know you do. But the boy been balling. I I hate when he shoots 10 threes too. But when he does 40%, I can't be mad. What, what, what scares me about Julius is when that shot starts falling. And then the next game, the shot don't be falling. And he still shoots. Like, I need him to get it. Like, mm, you know what? Maybe I don't got it tonight. But I think I think the way to, that we've been reacting to um to these guys is, you know, talk talk down on them when they down. Make excuses when they up, and that's that's that that's not that's not enjoyable for me. Like, give credit where credit is due. I I was like, where where is McBride gonna have a role in this offense? And guess what? Julito said it. The defense that boy be putting on. Like, I watched his defensive possessions. Like, I was saying last night, if he could get that three down. Because I mean, I don't think he, I don't think he has the, you know, the speed to, to really, you know, beat somebody off the dribble. If he can get that three down, that dude is a problem, you know? Like, he's harassing people on defense. It's harassment. Like, get him out of here, ref. Like, get him out the game. Like, what is he doing? He's like, 
then gets the steal. You know the possession I'm talking about. That guy's out here. He said, yo, you're giving me a shot? I'm taking it. Last night's game, I know people said it was boring. Um, for me, it was it it was they were giving you everything you asked for last year, and somehow it still wasn't enough. So Deuce got minutes, and we never thought Deuce was going to get minutes. Jericho got minutes. Grimes got minutes. RJ's out there. Yes, Randall's still on the team. I'm sorry, but. Yo, they, they're playing the kids. Like, folks yelled, play the kids for six months last year. And they're playing the kids, and they played the kids, and they won. And that's what you said would happen. You said that last year. So don't come here this year and say, I don't even know what you're saying because I'm confused. They don't call him A Boogie with the hoodie? My bad. What do they call Oh, just A Boogie? All right. All right. You got that. My bad. That's his name. Um. So yeah, that's I, I just I, I hope when the Coles come up, anybody who's a super duper play the kids person, how are you mad at them playing the kids? Like why like why are you mad now? Like I should play the mad rapper. Like wait, what were you so mad for? Like I, you know what I liked about watching last night's game was, listen, don't fall in love with none of these people, right? There's nobody on this team is safe outside of Jalen Brunson because of who the president of basketball operations is. So don't fall in love with nobody. Deuce is out there looking amazing. You know what? He's, he's, raising his, he's raising his value. I'm not saying you're going to get a first form or anything like that, but I'm saying he's raising his value. And this is another thing that we were saying. We said, oh, how can we use these guys in a trade when you don't play them? They don't have any value. Well, they're giving them value. Now, you, you may be upset that, you know, we should see Cam in that, in that, in that, um, in that second unit before we see a, a, a Sims and Hartenstein, and that makes you say how, how dumb Tibbs is. Clearly, the Cam ship has sailed. And if I'm being honest with you, it was supposed to have sailed in August. And, 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 and I'll, I'll leave it at that. It was supposed to have already sailed. And so they, they featured him for a little bit, and now clearly they're going to get him out of the paint. Is it the right move? I, I think it just shows you that our front office and coaching staff are not always on the same page. And so it, it, it'll, it'll piss you off there. Um, I, before I close one, I want to tell you that, um, Aze, is it class a class Azul said he died, man. He's over for him. I, I we're never going to see him again. We're never going to see him again. I listened back to that show. That's a man possessed. Like that guy should go to therapy as that guy. Now, I know before he died, I know his therapist. And his therapist does not allow people to be under the influence when he has a session. And it's so unfortunate because if the therapist could talk to that guy, man, we could uncover some truths. But unfortunately, uh, Classy Azul said, Tried to fight four cops at a bar, and he's no longer with us. So, what you gonna do? Sorry, sorry, Class A Azul. It was good while it lasted, bro. Now you just get regular said. Matter of fact, you might start getting a more PC version of said. The music's still gonna be lit, but maybe I'm gonna lose a few fucks. <laughs> uh, last but certainly not least, I was thinking about writing a letter to James Dolan. 
and uh, and saying to Dolan that we as a fan base are pissed off because we don't know the direction that this team wants to go. And I was like, should it be a petition? Like, like, but, but here's the problem in this letter. I was going to tell Dolan and I see, I see Dolan down there that, um, part of this is his fault because he constantly hires GMs, president of basketball operations who don't have experience and that we need someone with experience so that we can really make the push that we want to push. And, you know, Dolan, I'm sure doesn't take kindly to, uh, to insults, but it's, it's, it's just that I want you to be better. I don't know if you guys know, but Dolan just took over AMC and he's doing a bunch of layoffs and Dolan, you're laying off folks because you know, the margins aren't right. And, you know, there's some, uh, there's some, there's some, there's some glut. And it's like, well, what about the glut here? <laughs> what, we, we, we've got one of the, the, the largest coaching staffs. And, uh, we, you know, for a while we couldn't defend the three, couldn't shoot the three. What about the glut here? So you guys let me know in the chat how you think I should proceed with this letter because I'm going to write it. I'm going. I think writing a letter to an owner has to be one of the oldest, uh, most elderly decisions you've probably ever made in your life. So uh, not sure how that was going to work. Not sure. I'm going to start bringing the co-host. You, know you know what I'll tell you, Julito? Yeah. When I was in law school, um, it's, something happened at this store, right? I can't remember. And I had, a, I had a friend named Robbie, and Robbie was Caucasian. Okay. And Robbie was like, I'm going to write a letter. And I was like, who writes a letter? And would you know? Some shit got changed. Something got changed. Believe it or not, believe it or not, in this, in this, because it's so absurd, like like you wrote a letter, like why don't you just write an email? Uh like what like what are we talking about here? Why don't you do a video? I'm telling you, the letter means something. And then, and we turned that letter to a petition. Wow. You guys I'm are petitioning it. Okay. You don't sleep. Oh, all right. Petitioning letters is very Caucasian of you. Um, listen, not sure Dolan's gonna read that shit. Uh, yo, you know what's crazy? One time last season, I went to the game, bro, and I think I had talked about it on KCBA after, but I was in the bathroom because I'd be in the Dolan lounge and shit, um, you know, before the games, and I was in the bathroom and it was just me and Dolan, and I was like. And we were washing our hands next to each other. He's like, hey, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm like, what's going on? And I just was thinking like, yo, this is the moment. Like, I'll never be able to come to the garden again, but I have the moment right here. I can just say everything that Nick's Twitter feels, everything every fan feels. And I pussied out. I'm going to be honest. I pussied out. Um, not worth you it. Know what? You know what? I want to be clear that you didn't pussy out. I want to be clear that you didn't pussy out. You made a business decision. And it's benefited your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, not, I don't know how much it's benefited my life. Um, uh, I understand. And, I see where you're going. I yeah, yeah. Going. And at the same time, uh, nah, Sigun just posted. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. Son, Sigun just posted you writing a letter to Dolan. Oh, my God, bro. Why are people so funny? Um, oh, I, before we get to the coach, we're about to get to him right now, but 
I didn't even bring up the the, the thread. Sorry about that. Excuse my manners, man. Um, shout out to Chat Gang. Can I see some hundreds in the comments for Chat Gang? Shout out Chat Gang. I know the regulars are here. My, you know what I mean. Shout out Chat Gang. I see you. Um, use the use the thread to keep the conversation going. You know, you might not want to get on the stage. You know, listen. My children are over over here, man. It's Saturday. This ain't gonna be a long ass show. We're gonna get to a few people and we're gonna get up out of here. Um, so you know, continue to come on the chat. The chat is amazing. Shout out chat gang. We see you. Just keep those hundreds going if you're part of chat gang. I know Heck Breeze is in the chat gang. IQ to Deuce is there. Surviving NYK is always there. Johnny John John is there. Um, you know, shout out chat gang. We appreciate you. Steezo, I see you there. You know what I mean? Uh, Heck old Breeze always there. I'm not sure if I said him. You know what I mean? So shout out Chat Game. We appreciate you. All right, let's get to the first co-host. Let's uh we're gonna start it off with AG. AG, what up? AG. What up, everybody? What up, what up, my bad. I had to get off mute. Put this nah, one down. Uh man. Um this three game winning streak is is kind of amazing. And you know, like y'all been saying, and Cedric was saying, like I don't, I don't really understand what people are mad for at this point. Um, you know, we've been crying for the kids to play. The kids are now playing, and we're winning. Um, I'm gonna be real quick because, like, it seems like there's still a lot of fans out there that are somewhat upset about how, the fact that we're winning or how we're winning. But um, if they want us to tank, I just want to know, like. What does what what can this team do to tank? Like, what well, what what's what's their alternative at this point? You know, we're we're having the kids play and we're winning. And uh, also want to add, yeah, I agree. I think it's over for Cam. the The Cam ship has sailed. But I am afraid that you know, like what happens with a lot of other Knicks players when they leave, he's gonna go to another team and he's gonna ball the fuck out. But we shall see. AG, appreciate you, appreciate you. Uh, AG, I'm going to be honest. You look like in your Avi, you're giving very Scotty Barnes with locks. You're giving, Damn, like, I was, you're giving I was bad bitch Scotty. I was vibes. Like, I'm, I'm a hidden leaf ninja village. Nah, like, man. You're giving, ba- you're giving bad bitch Scotty Barnes. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, you're giving baddie. You're getting... Uh, Dirty. You're giving us. You're giving me very scissor, very scissor, very Ari Lennox, very Erica Badu. There's incense. There's incense in the crib. I know. I smell them. I don't know about this one, man. I know. Listen, I'm not the best with my AIs. I I got booed last episode for my AIs. Just take it from me. Don't change it right now. That was my mistake. Don't change it mid show. But yeah, I'm going to wait like in the middle of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just on a sneak, like 2 in the morning. You got, you know, ask the time, like, who up? Anybody up? All right, and then just change it real quick. You know what I mean? Uh, nah, AG, we Word. appreciate you, my bro. You already? All right, yo. Yes, sir. All right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Uh, let's go to Conda Blue. What up? What up, what up? First of all, congrats to the Knicks on yet another meaningless win. So just a round of applause to the Knicks because we keep digging ourselves in this hole this hamster wheel for years and years and years. Like, what we sh- really should be doing is tanking. Like, I know a lot of Knicks fans are s- over-righteous, and they say, I can't root for the Knicks to lose. But So you're going to root for the Knicks to get, excuse my French, their back blown out by Milwaukee in the first round? Get the 14th pick? 
I'm trying to win a championship, not a not a playing game. You can't win a championship in the NBA with without having a top seven player in the league on your team. And we don't have anyone on the Knicks that's even top fifteen in the conference. The only way we can get that type of talent is through the draft. And I don't see why we're not firing Tom Thibodeau, trading Julius Randle, and then playing playing Cam Reddish, who sh- who should be playing, and then in my opinion, benching RJ. I, I would I would bench RJ personally. And then us trying to rack up losses to get into the draft. The draft is, st- is stacked. We have Wim Benyama, Scoot Henderson, the Thompson Twins. But no, Knicks fans want to win meaningless games. And then at the end of the season, they're going to say, fire Tom Thibodeau. How can you say, let's win games and then say, fire Tom Thibodeau? You can only do one at a time. If we win games, that means we're not firing Tom Thibodeau. Because you know what's going to happen if we can make it a play-in. They're going to triple down on this roster next year again and run the same shit back again and again and again, and you guys are going to be stuck on this hamster wheel again and again and again. So let's just take stop, – stop winning these meaningless games. Yo, tell me who you want to play again for the tank. Uh, tra- well, first trade Julius Randle, and then fire Tom Thibodeau, hire a developmental coach. I mean, at least let Johnny Who do Bryan you want work. to play? Cam Reddish and – and, I mean, not, jo- not, not Julius Randle. No, I got it, but you got to answer this question because you, you came up here with this take. Who, who is going to play for this tank? Because because everybody thinks Cam Reddish is him. So who's going to play? Cam Reddish. Who else? It's, it's, like, it's, it's got to be at least an eight to ten man rotation. I mean, the same the same players minus Julius Randle and Tom Thibodeau. All right, man. All right, man. Um, Connor Blue, you have a good evening. I, um, your watch has ended. If you, like, if, you, if you like, all I'm saying is this: if you want to say tank, like, give me, give me the players going to say trade Julius Randle, trade Julius Randle. Like, what are you, an AI? Like, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, what? I mean, who's going to play? Because right not, now, Quentin Grimes, Deuce McBride are out here giving uh, offenses fits. You want to yeah. bench RJ? You want to put RJ on the bench? Cool. So you're going to come in against second units? I, I mean, I, do you you want that? Like, that's here's that's my thing. Tank. Here's my thing, Seth. I'm so sorry to cut you off. I just think at some point we just got to be realistic. Uh, kind of blue. I know you mean well. But at the same time, you just asked us to bench Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. Like, where the fuck would... Where in the world would that even be a thing that can possibly happen? That's number one, especially on this team. Um, This team, that's... I don't know if people have gotten this through their heads yet at this point. This team is too good to tank. They're, this team is set up to be a middle of the line team. It's not a tank team. It's you. You got to decide to tank before the season starts. I need people to understand that you can't decide. Like a, there has to be a decision all across the board, from the front office to the head coaching, to tank before the season. That was supposed to be decisions made in the summer. So but if if that was a decision that was going to be made, there would be no Jalen Brunson on his team right now. Julius Randle would have been traded by now. He wouldn't have started a game for the Knicks this season. RJ Barrett also wouldn't probably wouldn't have gotten that deal. Those are decisions that are made in this so you don't play 25 games and then say, all right, let's it's time to tank. No. That's not how tanking works. Do you not see what Utah Jazz did? They got rid of everyone. That is how you think. Do you see what Spurs did? They got rid of DeJounte Murray when they didn't have to get rid of him. They knew if we keep DeJounte Murray on his team, we are going to be better than 
the teams that are going to be in this wimpy, wimpy sweepstakes. So they got rid of him for no reason. They could have literally kept him. Like, just makes sense, man. And I, I listen. I I get it. I'm I, I'm the first one to preach that we get to have our own opinions and but like just have it be have it live in some type of realism. You can't like this team is not benching RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. I'm I'm sorry, man. I know kind of blue. You want him out of I get it. This team is that's never gonna happen. But we appreciate you, man. You watch this ending. You have a good night. Um I know it's twelve forty five in the afternoon, but you have a good night. I need you to have a good night tonight, please. Um all right. Uh we're gonna go to Bonka. Bonka, talk to me. Hey, what's up? Shout out to you, Julito, and said, and everybody in the room. I'll try to keep it very short. Uh, I think as a franchise, we're, we're caught in a very difficult spot because, you know, I don't root for, I don't root for losses, right? It's, it's not in my nature to do so. It's never been. Uh, you could call me an ass shaker, whatever you want. I, I really don't, don't, don't care. But at the same time, I understand that, you know, Winning games now doesn't doesn't necessarily set us up for the future, and that's why I say we're caught in a in, in a difficult spot. Because at the end of the day, I do understand that peeling it back, and you know, I guess consolidating and and just losing games, I suppose, is in the betterment for the for the franchise long term. Just because you know you'd get a piece in the draft that can really help you moving forward. And I've seen guys like Papa Left, uh, you know, uh, Angel to a degree, Cassius, and some other people, especially CP, who spoke about it the other night on Knicks Fan TV. And he did say, man, like, look, I don't root for losses. That's not how I'm, I'm wired. But at the end of the day, I do understand that this team has to peel it back and they have to pick a solid direction. And the only one that really helps you long term is building through the draft. You know, I know it's a crapshoot, but a crapshoot. But at the end of the day, that seems like the best option because star hunting isn't really doing anything for us. You know, hasn't really done anything for us in previous years. So again, while I say I'm not going to root for losses, I do understand kind of what helps us out better in the long term. It's just a hard spot to be in as a fan. You know what I mean? That's absolutely, all I'm going to say. Absolutely. Absolutely, I, I agree. I think I would like you know the, the just the, the annoying part of the Knicks is that like yes, tanking doesn't confirm you'll get a top pick, right? It's, we saw it happen. We had the worst record in the league and got the third pick, right? It doesn't confirm anything. But this is the year where you try. Like this was the year you tried to tank, bro. Like I mean, this is the and I'm sure we'll still get a good draft pick whether we keep him or not, or we're still right, like. But this wasn't the year to like try to go all in, in my opinion. So I'm with you there. Um, this draft class they're saying might be the best of all time. I've heard that. I've heard the best since the LeBron, Melo, D Wade, Chris Bosh. Like this draft class is gonna be that special. And they're like, yeah, the the top three is the conversation, but this is like a full like top twenty draft. Like, how you know? It, like, this team is just very frustrating. Like, the decisions we've made for the last 30 years have just been head scratches every time. Every time. Um, it's, it's, it's truly frustrating. So, I get you, Bonkai. I'm with you. I can't 
like I'm also not wired to root for losses. Um, but yeah, this was the year, man. This it's like you know, you know, with the whole greater good type of thing. Like you understand that, like the greater good at the end of the day is like you know getting one of these top prospects in the draft. But yeah. then at the end of the day, it's hard. It's hard to go through with it. You know what I mean? We just don't ever fully commit to one thing. That's the issue. We're always just winging it. Like we don't know what the like said was saying earlier. We don't know what the game plan is. We just never fully commit. We don't fully commit to being bad so we can get the top prospect. We don't fully commit to being, you know, a playoff team so we make the decisions like like this shit like the reason Cam Reddish doesn't work on his team is because he's a ball dominant player playing with three other ball dominant players. It didn't work. It didn't work. And then when he got when he was in with the second unit, he just so happened to be healing from a groin injury or he just makes decisions that like this it just doesn't work you if you're gonna go all in for the playoffs this wasn't the team to build around like it just doesn't work in my in my opinion but Bonka, appreciate you appreciate you all right uh let's keep it going all right look man ruckus is here ruckus from my knowledge i remember the last time he was here probably one of the worst opening you know first timers first no doubt thoughts, probably Let's see if you redeem yourself. Ruckus, talk to her. Yo, what's going on? Peace to everybody. Um, I just got to say, yo, Julito, you got to stop stealing my takes, man. You said like two of my takes while you was talking just now. I, I wait, don't wait. even know your timeline exists. I'm going to be honest, my brother. I'm yeah. <laughs> I don't even – I've never saw you on my timeline. No, I'm talking I'm, about as you were speaking right now, you you actually said two of the things I was going to bring up. Oh, I was like, wait, what? I was like, I didn't steal your takes <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, got you, got you. I was going to say, actually, just double down on it. Double down on it. Do your thing, my boy. You already know. When we did decide to tank that year, didn't the league now wasn't wasn't this enforced that year that it remained fourteen? We had a fourteen percent chance of getting the first pick if we had the worst record. And years prior to that, all I saw was everybody who had the worst record get like maybe the first or second pick. It was like. As soon as we were doing it right, things things changed in a fucked up direction, and we got the third. We ended up getting R.J. Barrett, God bless him, but that's not who we wanted. We didn't even know we could have. We didn't even know we should have been recruiting Ja. We were so Zion crazy; it was ridiculous. But you know, what I mean, we even did it right and still did it wrong. And like you said, this was the year to go in on the tank. This draft, everybody's talking like it's going to be nine six flashbacks. It's like oh three flashbacks. It's like damn, we went in halfway and we still got one foot in and one foot out. It's like we can't win for losing. But that's like being a Knicks fan in a nutshell, and I'm going to keep it real brief with that. And I just want to say lay off that boy, um, that boy Julius Randle because he's putting it on. He's putting it on right now. You got to remember he was the last player in my recollection that Kobe gave that stamp to as a teammate. So, you know what I'm saying? He got that in him. He got that dog in him. We don't like him taking all them threes that he takes. But that's who he is. You know what I'm saying? You got to live with the good, live with the bad with Julius Randle. And R.J. Barrett finally had a good game after four string of bad games. This is what he does. He has bad game, bad game, bad game, good game, bad game. This is, I think, who he is. So it's like, all right, these are our Knicks. Luca, 2024. Holla at me. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. Ruckus, we appreciate you. Um, 
I just don't want to hear Julius Randle and Kobe Bryant in the sentence ever again. That's just me personally. I don't know about y'all. I don't know how y'all feel about it. I just don't want to hear those two names in a take ever again. Cedric, I don't know how you, are you are you following? That? Yeah, man. Um, yo, I uh, when he said it, I was like, oh god, here we go again. You know, and and, and Ruckus, you know what else he did? Uh, Kobe, you know, inspired Julius to always find a gym. Whenever he got into a new town, so and you know, and and then Julius. Ah. <laughs> I go front. They've been um, they've been practicing their ass off. Like like RJ Barrett chose to party during the the season and did. I don't think he partied once, from my knowledge, all off season, and niggas still can't shoot. Like it's just. Like what? All right, okay, whatever. Um, let's keep it going, Ruckus. Um, you had me until the, the Kobe, uh, Julius conversation, but yo, this this Luca thing. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm not gonna do that again. I'm so wasn't redeeming it. Well, he did redeem he did. himself. I will give he him did. That. He did. Okay. The Luca thing. There's legs on it, and I. This is the last thing I'm ever say about it again until it, it it actually is a thing. If it is a thing. But Luca looks like he hates the fucking Mavericks, bro. Like, yo, he looks like he is so fed up with that team. And I think he has nobody to blame but himself. The style of basketball he plays is not meant for anybody else to really thrive in it. So the fact that he gets frustrated within himself because, like, guys don't touch the ball all game and then when it's time to do something in a crunch time, they fuck up because they're probably not ready and, and then he gets mad. It's like, bro, do you realize you take every shot? Like every play, you have the ball for twenty seconds at the shot clock. Every like, I but it's a possibility. I don't know his connection with Leon and this front office, and I don't I don't know it outside of Jalen. I don't even know if there's a relationship there, but it's something to look at. Again, here we go for another fucking Knicks season for another Knicks era player who can possibly come. Who I'm not gonna do the PTSD thing, but it's just annoying. It's a it's fucking annoying. All right, um, let's wind it down. Nick, take Jake. Talk to me, my boy. Yo, what's up, y'all? Shout out KCDA. Uh, my apologies. Uh, my my phone is doing that thing where I can't hear anybody, so I can't hear said. I didn't hear anything Ruckus said, but uh, I'm going to give you a tip, man. Go ahead and write the bars down. It's, it, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> take it from me. But look, yeah, I'm going off of the me? dome today. I'm sorry, said I can't hear you if you're talking. But um, hold on real quick, Jake. Uh, said, yeah, yeah. Said, put some energy in your voice. That's what he just said to tell you. Put some energy. Okay. Uh, I'll talk with more affliction. <laughs> I, I, I hope that's okay. Um, and let's uh, see so if you wrote these bars. My, here's my thing. And like, you know, I came up because I was listening to AG's take and I feel like, you know, I'll do respect. Um, I'm starting to I'm starting to feel like there's a lack of individualization of takes out there. I feel like there's a lot of people that are just like kind of repeating stuff like, you know, the kids are playing and now everybody's still upset. And I take issue with that because, uh, you know, obviously it originated from some point where where it started from, where that conversation started. I really don't know. But I need y'all to stop repeating and start breaking down what that actually means, because if you look at what that means, right. RJ's been playing his whole career. Okay, he's actually regressed. Okay, Obi Toppin is probably the 
most disrespected lottery pick in the last decade, maybe even longer. The kid has been given 15 minutes a game. Um, there's there's no sort of emphasis on his strengths that he was bringing into the league, and he's been sent to the corner. He touches the ball by far the least and like has become a non-factor now. Um, Quentin Grimes obviously has been a good player, right? You know, he's being put in a good situation, but it was at the detriment of Cam Reddish. This front office doesn't know how to actually align with, with themselves. Somebody clearly in the front office said that they wanted to go get Cam Reddish. And it came out immediately that Tom Thibodeau wasn't for that. And now we're seeing, you know, the product of Cam Reddish being hurt. He gets put on the bench. And, you know, now now all of a sudden it's not working and people want to pick apart his game. He had true impact on the season. He saved Tom Thibodeau's job at least twice this season. Like th- there were games where he was the best player. So I don't want to hear anything about, you know, uh, you know, Cam Reddish just didn't work out because we never really gave him a shot. Um, Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims can't sniff the floor, even though Isaiah Hardenstein looks lost on both ends of the floor. And we play him like a true big, even though he's not. Um, and then you got Emmanuel Quickly, who... As soon as we, you know, signed Jalen Brunson uh, and, you know, Quint- the elevation of Quentin Grimes, his future here is caps. So if he actually wants to go make a bag and go have an NBA future, it's in, it's in his best decision to get up out of here and go somewhere else, which is likely going to happen. So, no, the kids, you know, um, I'm sorry, I lost my spot there, but but the kids are like playing right. But, you know, Bree said something the other day that really resonated was playing doesn't equal development right and that's why me personally i want to lose games not because of some draft position i'm not talking about the lottery i need these guys to get the hell up out of here go ahead move on go ruin another franchise because it doesn't matter who we draft it doesn't matter if we get the top five pick it doesn't matter if we get the bottom 30 pick um tom thibodeau has shown that he's not going to prioritize youth and we don't know how to develop kids and as and you know there's a battle going on in the front office of whose players belong to who Who's going to get playing time? Who's who's deserving a priority? And that's not how you run a successful franchise. So, you know, please, whenever y'all hear stuff on the timeline, think about it. You know, ask yourself why five times. That's a good tip, you know, that I use in my personal job. I try and uncover, you know, problems that happen in, in, in a business and healthcare s- scenario, right? So if you start asking yourself those questions of why did this happen? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? You'll actually start to come to some real conclusions and, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like there there needs to be more, a more in depth talk about what's actually going on with this franchise. But appreciate you, Julio said. Uh, you know, I just want to come up, come up and say that. Thanks for having me up, Jake. You know, mid take. Did you did you miss where you were reading? Is that what you said? Where you lost your spot? No, no. I, um, I kind of just lost my train of thought. I, okay. that, that, that was all off off the top of the dome, man. Oh, I thought you was right here. Shit. Okay, freestyle. No. Freestyling for free, I ain't mad at it. Um, yeah, I think I think um, you know there are some takes that are regurgitated because it sounds good and it's, it gets clicks, and then there's some takes that like I think if you just watch enough Knicks basketball, it will like it's a universal theme and it's a universal opinion. I think people complaining that they're playing the kids matters. I don't think the people who are all tweeting it know what it means in context but like at the same time there are people that are complaining when deuce mcbride quentin grimes jericho sims are getting like a lot of minutes i don't i don't think it makes I, I, I feel that but but are we also going to ignore the fact that deuce mcbride has been doing this from the day that he was brought here 
So, like, why is it only now that we're seeing Deuce McBride, even if it's in, like, a, a special, you doing know... Doing it and doing it, in, not to cut you off, doing it in the G League, right? Well, well, no, because right now what he's doing is he's taking two shots a game and he's just locking up on defense. He's been doing that since we drafted him. Yeah, yeah, um, but, you know... We had Derrick Rose on his team, and let's be honest, Derrick Rose at the, not last season because he barely played, but the season before that, he was to me the best point guard off the bench. He was the best backup point guard in the NBA. Deuce wasn't playing over him. Like going into the next season when we drafted Deuce, like Deuce wasn't going to play over Derrick Rose, who literally was the only thing we had going in the playoffs. Right? Yeah. No, he no. Got- I, I think that's fair, but I also think like with you know Deuce in certain games and situations, which you know we've shown that Tips is not willing to do. That you know I, I feel like even in a in a smaller role, there were opportunities for Deuce to get some minutes. Literally. Just oh no! Absolutely, minutes. absolutely. Alec Burke should have never been our starting point guard. Absolutely. I'm just saying they were like. Tibbs is just a fucking awful coach, but I think that takes saying where people are saying, like, don't complain when, you know, about him playing the kids when he's finally playing them. It's like, there could be some merit to it, but, right, with the content, you have to give context, right? Like, I love how somebody just spoke about, like, he's not even playing Jericho Sims the correct way. Like, yeah, he's playing these kids that we want him to play, but at the same time, he's not playing them He's just not a good coach for the modern no. NBA. That's just it. Like, and, no- and, 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 and this will be my last thing. Like the, the reason why whenever over the summer I was saying when everyone's healthy, Cam Reddish is not going to play, he's going to be Kevin Knox, was because if you read through the tea leaves, it came out immediately that Tom Thibodeau did not want Cam Reddish. So like, it's not about you know who's the best fit. It's not a meritocracy. It's not about who gives the most effort, What who's doing what in practice because we know what would be top and when he gets 30 minutes he goes off it's not about right. practice right it's about who belongs to who who's tom thibodeau going to prioritize and, and give minutes to and who he's not and we already know it's not the young players get these guys out of here start losing games it's the only way dolan is going to react period absolutely absolutely appreciate you next jake appreciate you i breeze man i'm sorry to say it, but brownsville is here you know he gets to close his spot i know you understand uh breeze I ain't heard from you in a quick minute. Hope you're doing well. Hope everybody's doing well that spoke today. I, I, mostly I haven't spoken to in like a good week. Um, so hope y'all are good. But Breeze, my brother, talk to me. Let me hear some. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was holding. I was holding it down for Brownsville. You feel me? As long as somebody from Brooklyn closed, we good. We always good. But um, for as far as the team, I'm listening to what everybody um is, is talking about, and I just I, like I'm good at hearing the notes. So while uh, Jake um, said what I say uh, yesterday for a space. It's kind of this is kind of where we are. So um, we are kind of, but like you have a section of uh, the fan base who obviously there's certain things we're gonna have to just we unfortunately will have to be happy for and be thankful for just because of the organization and who the coach is, right? So if last season you seen he did everything in his power to make Alec Burks an all star, if you're then seeing an adjustment to where this early in the season, Evan Fournier and Derrick Rose is, is an adjustment made. Then you, you just like, okay, you know, there's a part of the fan base that, you know, there's going to be happy for that. And it should, the problem is when you bet on 
because if if, if we have three hundred million dollars wrapped up in three players, you're only going to be making everything else around you better. And what does that mean? That means we know mostly what Brunson, Barrett, and Randall is by now. You feel me? You know the basis of what those players are. Everything else is what you have to make the rest of the team. So if you're looking at situations to where you're playing the kids, but it's still not in a developing sense. Like you could go get somebody from the G League to throw the ball down to uh, Julius Randle. They'll still play. That doesn't mean you're putting them in, in scenarios to where you really get to see what this player is. So you have the section of the fan base who's, um, whose delivery isn't saying we're a step behind in the development part. They're just saying, I know that the max potential of this team is Julius Brunson. I mean, Julius, Julius Barrett and Brunson. And that and that's not enough to get you where you need to go. And we're stuck with these people. So that means outside of that, we need to figure out if the rest of the players are good enough for you to for you to keep them. And when you keep them, what are you turning them into? If we're turning them all into Tibbs clones and bots and, and, and versions, then that's not really ideal with where the rest of the NBA is moving. Uh, uh, case in point, you got Quentin Grimes. He's showing some playmaking abilities, right? Um, you can, like, teams that are ahead of the curve would probably put him in some more, um, you know, point guard scenarios, not for him being a backup point guard, but let's just see how he is as a, as a playmaker for a few spots, you know, put him in positions where he's uncomfortable. Um, and I think that that, that fan base of Tank Twitter is trying to blow it up because we're not developing the talent to where yesterday you're watching a game where Obi Toppin was gone, and I knew from the moment he was injured, we wouldn't miss him because all Tom Thibodeau would do is increase the minutes for Julius Randle and, and R.J. Barrett, and, and you turned him into Steve Novak, so we didn't even notice he was gone yesterday. So that's the problem with the middle between the fan base that's saying, I'm happy with wins, and the other fan base that's saying, blow this shit up. Because while, like like I said before, and Julito echoed, everybody's all right. Once you make decisions, unfortunately, it changes the trajectory of the next couple years. So if we had a number eight pick and we still have – he has single-digit post-ups in his career, how would you then trust the, the fan base to then replace him with a, a, a draft pick from a draft currently and make the confidence that you have a plan for him when you showed you don't have a plan for really like anybody on the roster, bro. Like Quentin Grimes can come in, he plays defense and he can shoot. That doesn't mean you developing him. That's his natural ability. You drafted the type of player that he is already. Developing him into something else is where you start to make the team better. So if you're capped out with Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, and um and Brunson, and you have to then make the subsidiary parts around them better. We're failing at that portions. So this is why they're saying that you have to then blow everything up, which is not obviously logical, but you have to blow everything up to start the talent the talent at the ground level because we're basically making role players. But I just wanted to I just wanted both sides to hear both sides, basically. But that's my Yo, excellent fucking breakdown, man. Breeze, you've been on you've been on one, man. You've been you've been studying, you've been researching over the summer. What you been doing? Nah, when I when I'm in spaces, 
I actually like a lot of people come in here and they just want to refute points, but a lot of people don't get the messaging and what people are saying. I've always been the type of person to just like listen and then get the, the message and the info. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, that is where this show is based. I think your takes are always are sound on this show because I think that's where KCDA was created out of. I was tired of hearing everybody react solely off of their opinions and narratives as opposed to listening, a.k.a. watching the game, and then reacting. So if you listen to the timeline, if you look at the timeline, I'm in 100% agreement with you. If you look at the timeline, you will see that everybody is right. It's just some opinions aren't as popular as other opinions, right? I love what Rayology just posted in the chat game where he said, the civil war amongst the fan base is essentially this short term outlooks versus long term outlooks. And if you agree with the long term game plans of what we think this team should be doing, chances are you're right. If you agree with short term, win now, listen, chances are you're right. There is no set in stone way to win a championship. Like, there's no one way, like, outside of a team choosing to have LeBron in their team and that being a catalyst to winning a championship, there is no there, there is no right way outside of LeBron ten, five years ago. Like, it, championships are contrived of a few things. Like I've said before, luck, a team heating up at a certain point, coaching and skill. You have to have all those things clicking on all cylinders at the same exact time. And the likelihood of that occurring is slim to none. That is why there's only been like a handful of championship teams in the last 20 years. You know, so Breeze, keep going, man. I, I, I'm really liking your takes, man. Listen, unless Brownsville comes, there might be, you know, Jake is a, a competitor, is a nominee, but. That might be three times in a row, man. I don't know, Seth. What you thinking, bro? Yo, Breeze, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's like you kind of got to disqualify him at, at some point. At some point. It's sad. Like, and, and and also, I think because he comes with such measured takes, like he's not extreme, keeps this monotone voice, and he's just like, here, I'm going to lay this out. I'm not going to tell you. And, and, let's, and let's be clear. Never goes on long. Doesn't get you know in no 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 shade Jake doesn't get lost in his tweet doesn't start umming, I mean, I mean I don't even say like he, Breeze is one of us so I don't I don't see like like Breeze got to Breeze got to stop <laughs> at this point Breeze we appreciate you my brother all right man Brownsville been a minute I don't know what you've been up to but I hope you've been good I hope your family your wife is good bring make some sense to this thing man the closer kcda haven't heard from you in a while i know the show looks different than the last time you was up here my guy brownsville talk to us how you feeling yo julito man i'm feeling great man i woke up this morning closed in my right mind man i'm feeling good man how y'all feeling julito cedric kcda Excellent. family how y'all feeling good today? man we good it's good to hear your voice my brother Man, it's just another beautiful day, man. Beautiful day to be living. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. What I love about Nick's Twitter, right, is that everyone brings a unique perspective to the conversation, man. And nobody's right or wrong. No one's take, in my opinion, is good or bad. I think it's all just a matter of perspective, right? So I'm going to give you my perspective on how I view the Knicks, right? So I view the Knicks 
similarly to a living, breathing organism throughout the season, just like you and I, right? For instance, um, Julito, Cedric, y'all not the same people today as y'all was yesterday. Either you have improved today or you have regressed, right? What do I mean by that? Um, like for me, if I don't wake up in the morning and go to the gym, get a good running, throw some weights around. If I don't wake up with the mindset that I'm going to improve myself spiritually or I'm going to try to inquire on some knowledge or, or, or develop a skill set of mine better than I did yesterday, then that means I'm regressing. So I look at the Knicks like that in a game by game basis. And I try to, you know, I try to judge each game uniquely to see, hey, how are we progressing? How are we pro improving or how are we regressing? Right. I try to attack it with that same mindset, because um, if I attack it with the mindset that I'm rooting to fail, then that means I'm I'm I should be focused. My attention, my, my attention should be focused on something else. Right. Because in life, I don't root to fail in life. I root to win. The Knicks are a sports team that I've rooted for for my, my entire life. Right. So obviously I'm rooting for them not only to win, but I want to see how they're progressing game to game. And I understand said a couple of shows ago, he articulated it greatly as far as the the microcosm versus the macro perspective right where you you judge each game in a, a a micro way and then you judge the whole season macro in a macro perspective and what i realize is i'm not leon rose i'm not scott perry i'm not worldwide west i'm not none of those guys right so i'm not making these decisions right i'm not even coach Thibodeau. i'm not making these decisions right so at the end of the day if they make a decision, and, and if, if it's a good decision or bad decision, they're going to be judged, and they're going to be held accountable at some point for that, right? But I can't switch up how I view how I'm going to root for my team based on who's there. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have a say-so in that, right? I'm just a fan. So right now, the Knicks are on a three-game win streak. And it feels good. I'm seeing that we have the youngest rotation in the entire NBA right now. I look at that as progression. We're playing the young guys. The young guys are are, are, are improving, right? We, we look at Grimes and we see his field goal percentage is going up. His three-point shot is still, still needs some work, but you can tell that he's starting to get his legs up under him. You know what I'm saying? His playmaking is getting better. Defense has been amazing. I look at Deuce when he comes in, right? He just uplifts the entire team's defensive spirit. So now you see even Julius Randle trying to block shots, right? Even RJ trying to stay in front of his man now because they see the, the level that Deuce is bringing. It was one sequence where Deuce picked up his man, like, right as soon as he caught it, like 90 feet away, right? And he, he, was, he was bugging him so much that he had to pass it, right? And he passed it, so then uh, Deuce, Heads on, uh, I think it was Quentin Grimes' guy, right? Then he went back to his man. Then when he seen Quentin Grimes' guy trying to go to the basket, he just took the ball from him and led the break. It was like an amazing defensive, you know, 
sequence by Deuce. And I'm like, when you see a player that's that's impacting the game defensively like that, you can tell that's bringing up the entire defensive spirit of the team. So that's why over the last four games, we're like the number one defense over the last four games. So I, I look at that as progression, as improvement. And I just want to see them continue to progress and continue to improve. As I look ahead, we got Sacramento at home. That should be a good game. Both teams are playing well. And I just want to see how we progress and improve in that game. You know what I'm saying? And I look at the East as a whole. Is There's two elite teams. You got Milwaukee and Boston. Cleveland is a very good team. But everybody from 4 to 10 is still trying to figure shit out, right? Because from 4 to 10, you're only separated by, by two games or less, right? So, like, the Knicks, as far as we sit right now today, they're right in the thick of it. You know what I'm saying? So, since they're still in the thick of it and they're trying to improve and trying to play well, I got to stay right there. And, like, hey, we got a shot. We got a shot to improve. We got a shot to do something. And we don't know what's going to happen at the end, man. And that's why it's so intriguing to me because I want to see. I can't forecast and say, okay, well, we just automatically going to be eliminated in the first round if we get to the playoffs or we're doing all this for nothing, meaningless wins. Like, the meaningless wins argument, that comes after the trade deadline. That comes when the season is almost a wrap and there's not more, much more improvement that can be made for your position in the playoffs. But right now, while you're in the thick of it, while they're in the thick of it, they're not thinking about tanking. They're not thinking about doing anything but winning. So that's my mindset. I want us to win. Peace and love to y'all, man. Hope y'all have a beautiful day. Love on your family today. Love on your friends today. Because today is all we got, man. And if God wakes us up in the morning, we'll do it again tomorrow. Peace and love, man. Brownsville, appreciate you, man. Feel good to hear your takes, man. Feels good to hear your takes, my brother. And he had great energy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to you. That birthday then, then just reinvigorated you. I, 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 I'm feeling the whole vibe you're on, bro. Absolutely. Man, let's wrap this up, man. Final thoughts, Seth. Bring us home. What you thinking, man? Yeah, man. So, <clears throat> excuse me. As we get out of here, um, I, I want to address something. I don't even remember the guy's name, but when we had to cancel the show the other day, the man said that, that we had won two games in a row, and so all of a sudden – we needed to cancel the show to, uh, with our toxic ass, and I was I was so confused. I was like, "Who are you talking about? What are you, What are you talking about?" So I, I want to just put out this public service announcement. I am no longer responding to everybody's tweets because there's too much dumb shit in my mentions. So if you're saying dumb shit, I'm not responding. That does not mean that we have a difference of opinion that I'm not going to respond because that's fine. Let's have a healthy debate. But if you're just talking nonsense. Come on, man. Miss me with that. Um, look, man, it's the weekend. It's Saturday. Uh, I'm excited. You know, me and my wife is hanging out. We got we, we the kids are, are, are away. And, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's a beautiful feeling. We're just we're just spending some time together, man. I'm really I'm really looking forward to, to the evening that we're about to have. Uh, as far as this, this upcoming Knicks game, you know, the Kings, the Kings have been playing well. I think we know that Julius takes the Sabonis. Matchup really, uh, really, really hard. So I, I expect I expect him to compete on that end of the floor. I hope that RJ continues to, you know, find his footing. You know, um, Deuce and, and Grimes. I, I, I'm just expecting these guys, like Grimes would say, to, to, to continue to grow. You know, I, I really want to see. I really want to see what's in Grimes' bag. Like, you know, if if you know him from college, especially like Kansas, you knew that he that he had that he had more to show. 
Uh, and he was just put in a three and D role. So I'm really curious, like, like who is this guy? Uh, he said he's modeling his game after Bradley Beal. I can't remember who the other two were. Um, I wish I could, but look, I want to see what he's got, man. Yo, yeah, Devin Booker in there. Devin Booker. Devin Booker's in there. Yo, listen, support support the guys. Um, I get it. You know, micro macro, but the reality is, none of us are the GMs. And I'm gonna write Dolan this letter, asking, what are we doing? Like, do we want to contend? Because that's that's the that's the real question. I think that's at the heart of the mac- macro issue. It's like, do we think that Julius Randle can be a second option on a contending team? And again, and you know, who because who would be the first option? That's the guy we're trying to trade for. And, and so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this all unfolds. Um, I don't want to root for my team to lose. I don't want to root for for failure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay positive. But I'm going to stay realistic, and I'm going to hold people accountable. And that's what you could always expect from me. Love. Yes, sir. Another amazing show, man. Shout out to all the co-hosts tonight. Outside of that one ruckus moment and kind of blue. Y'all always spitting. Kind of blue. That was a bad take, man. I apologize to put you out on the spot like that. Just keep it going next time, man. You've been up a few times and never really was that bad. So just come on back, and we see you again, man. We see you again. I'm going to come correct next time. Yes, sir. My brother, appreciate you. Um, yo, I listen. I agree. I, I this team is an anomaly at this point. It can be very frustrating. Very sad. honestly, there were a moment where I was watching a game yesterday, and I was like, "I this is probably the most disengaged I've been in this team." And I don't know, maybe it's because these like last few weeks, my life has been crazy, so much going on, or what. But I've like been super disengaged in this team. But I appreciate KCDA for keeping me on my toes with this team and never letting me forget my fandom for this team. Because honestly, if I didn't have this show, I probably would not have been as um, engaged in this team this season. So this team keeps me much level-headed, keeps me knowing why I love this team and to keep supporting this team because, you know, I can't do a show without watching the game. So thank you for keeping KCDA alive and making sure that, like, and thank you for KCDA. Uh, if you look up at the Jumbo trying to see the merch, man, support the merch. We appreciate everybody that got the merch. I know a lot of folks have been getting their merch this week. So a shout out to y'all. The uh the limited edition Azul said was here shirts are gonna go down tomorrow. So cop up if you want to have some remembrance of Azul said and the fact that he was here at a point. Uh, because clearly, like Cedric said, Azul said is out of here, man. That man needs to, I'm glad you reheard re-listened to the episode said and realized how crazy Azul said was. I'm not even going to say it was you. That was Azul said. I know two different people. Cedric Shine and Azul said uh, I've never seen them in a room together. Um, I'm glad you re-listened and heard how crazy he sounded. So cop up on your merch. Get your Azul said shirts before it's down off the site tomorrow. Um, Yo, I got a few things happening, man. Thank you for everybody that's been supporting. I just released a little trailer for my music video. That's dropping on Wednesday. On Thursday. My album is dropping on Friday, Thursday night at midnight. We got the album release party happening Thursday. If you're in Jersey, DM me. Come through. It's going to be fucking out of this world. Um, I'm dropping the behind behind the scenes videos from the album on Monday. I got the video dropping. Things are happening. I got a movie in theaters January 27th. 
Things are popping right now. We're going to end this year with a motherfucking bang. And I really want to thank y'all for continuously supporting and keeping me on my toes and making me like keep like letting letting me know that what I'm doing personally and through this show is worth it. So we appreciate y'all. We thank you so much, man. Um, Yo, y'all know the rules, man. Stay out the way. Stay sucker free. Do what you got to do on the timeline. Talk your shit because we all right. Um, we be back. We'll be back Monday at noon. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I know I will. We got the Kings tomorrow night. They're coming home. Let's smack them like we always do. And um, yo, take care of yourself. Hopefully you made the pot until we meet again. Peace, y'all. Pew! K-K-C-C-D. Hey, hey.